Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Every time the temperature creeps to the mid-40s, I get so anxious about when I can get outside, get the yard ready, or do some landscaping, and even thinking when I can plant my garden. But I've got to be patient, even if we do have a warm string of days. The right time is a ways down the road, but folks can think about starting their seeds indoors. Dane County Extension horticulture educator Lisa Johnson is the expert with us today on the best practices on starting seeds inside. She starts with when. Well, it depends on what kind of crop you're going to grow. A lot of our vegetables, if you're in the Madison area, you don't want to start them until at the very earliest, the middle of March, probably more like the end of March, um, because our so-called last frost date, I'm making air quotes here, uh, is usually around the 15th or 20th of May. I I like to tell people the 20th just to be on the safe side. Um, But that's still, it's a median date. So there's a 50% chance of frost after that date and before that date. So if you put stuff out in May around the 15th of the month, it's still not the best, you know, gamble. (laughs) So you use that date and you work backwards. So if you uh, have a packet of seeds and it says, start these six to eight weeks before the last frost date, that's that May 15th date. So then you count backwards. And so you can tell you don't have to, you know, you shouldn't be starting them for in general in, in February. That being said, there are some flower seeds and some things like basil that take a good long time to germinate. They may take, you know, two weeks or more to germinate. So those you might need to start earlier. Something like a tomato that's going to germinate in five to seven days. You don't want to start it too early so that it gets super big and pot bound, um, you know, where the roots are um too confined uh, in in your pot unless you upsize the the pot before they go out. Um, so, in general, if you're in Madison, that's that's a good. Uh, ballpark as to when to start things. Now, if you are north of that, you're going to have to wait even longer. If you're south of that, you might start a little bit earlier. Where should we be starting our seeds? Should we, the basement, the living room? You can start them any place where it's warm enough to do so. Now, I used to try and start them in my basement because I had a door that I could close and keep the cats out, but it was too cold down there. It was, you know, in, in the low 60s sometimes to 65. Now, that can work for uh, crops that are what we call cool season crops. So those are the ones that you plant early in the season, like peas and radishes and lettuce and spinach and, uh, and so on. So those did okay down there. But when I tried to do tomatoes or basil or peppers, those really need a lot warmer soil. They just struggled. So uh, if you have that kind of situation, you might want to invest in a heat mat, um, particularly for those warm season crops like tomatoes and peppers. If you, if you grow a lot of them, it might be worth it. Now, you can probably grow seeds in your living room or your kitchen or your guest room. The one 
one thing to do is make sure that they have enough light, uh, that you're checking them for water consistently, and that you don't have kids or pets that are going to um, bother them. Let's talk about seeds. Mm -hmm. Are you noticing any particular varieties that we may have a hard time getting this year? Maybe you have some insight as to what's popular for 2023. A couple of years ago, because of the pandemic, when everybody was gardening and growing their own seeds, we did have a shortage. And the shortage was not just due to not having enough seed production, but it was also due to supply chain and not having enough workers to package the seed and mail the seed and all of that. Um, we've kind of come out of that by now, and we do have good supplies of seeds. As for what's most popular, you know, it really varies, but they come out with new varieties of vegetables and flowers every year. There is one set of seeds you might look for. Uh, if you go to All American Selections, that is a nonprofit that is a number of different seed producers that trial their seeds across the country. And they started in the 30s. There were a lot of seed producers that wanted to make sure that they were selling seeds that were of the highest quality and varieties that were of the highest quality. So they sent them out to trialing gardens all across the U.S. and, you know, banded together to form this nonprofit. Uh, so all American selection seeds are ones that have been judged across the country. So we have um, winners that are like in the Great Lakes area or out west or down south or what have you. Then there are overall national winners. The other thing is that they not only have vegetables, but they also have flower seeds. You alluded to this a little bit earlier. What should we be watching for when starting seeds indoors when it comes to an early disease problem mm -hmm. or a root problem? With seeds, there is a balance between keeping them moist and having them too wet. So what you can have happen is various diseases that thrive in anaerobic situations when the soil is too wet or the seed starting media is too wet. And then the roots don't get enough oxygen and either these pathogens can attack them or they just die because they don't have enough oxygen. Um, so those are the root rot diseases usually caused by um, water molds is uh, one of the groups that causes that kind of thing. So you want to make sure that your seeds aren't drying out, but that they're not too wet either. Again, if you start your seeds too early, you're going to want to check the root systems to make sure that they're not circling around and around and that they still are going straight out um, horizontally. They start circling when you have too many roots and they don't have any place to go. So if that's starting to happen, try and straighten them out as best you can and up pot them to a slightly bigger pot. Not a hugely bigger pot um, because then things will stay too wet again. I mean, if you're buying new containers, mm -hmm. I mean, that could get expensive, especially mm -hmm. if you have to repot. Any quick ideas of yeah, how to be more friendly on the checkbook when it comes to pots for starting seeds? Some people will start uh, seeds in, for example, um, egg cartons. Now, you have to, the 
one caveat with any kind of container is it has to have drainage so that the water doesn't, you know, stay in there and the plant stays too wet. So you can poke holes in in those. Uh, you can either use styrofoam or plastic or uh, cardboard egg cartons. Um, although eggs are pretty expensive these <laughs> days, so maybe that's not the best thing either. But people reuse like fast food containers or they uh, like uh, juice jars or I mean you could even use soup cans as long as you poke holes in them so that the container will drain. How do you know it's ready to go into the ground? We have plants that have too long of a growing season to start in the ground outside because things like tomatoes are going to take a while to uh, bear fruit. So if you don't start them inside, if you just tried planting a seed outside at, at the 15th or 20th of May, it wouldn't mature to give you tomatoes by the time we end up at the end of the season. So there are seeds you need to start inside, and then there are seeds that you can, what we say, direct seed outside. So those don't need to be started inside. Um, those are ones that are going to germinate quickly, that can take those cooler temperatures, and all of our root crops fall into that category. So like carrots, parsnips, um, turnips, beets, anything like that. But there are also some warm season things such as cucumbers, melons, eggplants that should be started in the Madison area about the 1st of June and you would direct seed those outside. For our tomatoes and peppers that you've started indoors or other things that you've started indoors, you really need to watch the air temperature as well as the soil temperature. They're two different things. The air temperature may be 60 degrees and you're like, yeah, okay, we're ready to go now. But the soil may still be around 50, and that isn't good for plants that need warmer temperatures. So um, if you're not sure, you can get a, a soil thermometer, which is something I really recommend. And it's not too expensive, and you can use it year after year. So I have a handout that tells me, okay, if I'm planting tomato seeds, this is their minimum temperature that they can accept, their optimal and their high temperature. Definitely the low temperature can be an issue in the spring. It sounds like a lot of this just comes down to reading the seed packet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, it's important to know that too because of crop rotation. You should uh, not plant your tomatoes or any crop in the same place year after year. That's to keep diseases and insects down um, because they tend to build up when you've got the same crop in the same place year after year. So ideally you wouldn't plant tomatoes in the same place for three years. Um, usually a three-year rotation is recommended. So um, if labels aren't your thing, though, if you've got your phone with you, you can take a picture of your bed, and then you know what you planted where and where not to put it uh, next year. Can you give me a quick update on the greenhouse project at the Dane County Extension Building? Sure. So 
the greenhouse uh, is something that we we have a, a small 18 by 36 foot greenhouse at our extension office now in the teaching garden and we will be using it for the first time uh, starting in a few weeks because uh, we do start some uh, flower seeds uh, in order to uh, we grow plants for our plant sale, uh, which is always the third Sunday in May. Um, but we also grow plants for our teaching garden, particularly the edibles garden, where we demonstrate some of those All-American selections. We're an All-American selections display garden, so you can see both flowers and vegetable plants um, that are All-American selections that we grow in the garden. Um, we also... Um, do some classes. I'm uh, going to be doing some plant propagation classes and maybe some seed starting classes. The best place to get more information on these upcoming events is at the Dane County Extension website. Lisa Johnson is the Dane County Extension horticulture educator. She's got all the information on how to successfully start your seeds this spring and she invites you to come out to the teaching garden at the Extension office. You can also take a virtual tour of that garden online. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.